Well, hello, church family. I love seeing all of you. I just want to give a shout out. I love Sundays. I call it Family Reunion Day. We get to all be together. I love hearing you sing. I love seeing you in the hallways. I love high-fiving, but I love what God is doing as we are coming together as a family. And if I can ask you, if you could be praying for Pastor Jason and Lori, they are away today and next Sunday. Oh, I miss them already. They are in BC at Life Church, and they are ministering there these two Sundays because these are a staff family and these pastors that they're mentoring and so they get the opportunity to be there in person. How amazing is that? They're going to be loving every moment of having them there. So be praying for them. And as well, I just want to give a shout out because I love seeing the youth in the building. I love it. I never take for granted. Yes. Put our hands together. On a Sunday morning, we have this front row full of youth. I love it. And the youth throughout the building, I just want to say how thankful we are for you. We love our generations as well. We've got junior youth bursting to my left, my left, in the student wing, and we've got so many kids bursting in our life kids. And I want to thank every single volunteer that has said yes to serve with our generations. And for those of you that are coming with families and are not able to get into our services for kids, thank you for being here. Can we just put our hands together for those parents? That's not easy. You're amazing, and we are growing so, so fast. So if you could say yes to volunteer with our kids, we would so appreciate it because kids really want to be in their sanctuary. They really do. And so if you've said yes, shout out to you. Thank you for all of those that have onboarded this past year. We are so grateful. And if you feel a twinge in your heart, and it's something you've been thinking about, but even now as I'm talking, please fill out a connection card in front of you with your, at your name and some info, and a pastor will be in touch. There is nothing greater, I mean this sincerely, than discipling and blessing the next generation. It is an absolute privilege. So if you could do that, that would be amazing. I also just want to take a moment to just speak into something. And are, do I have permission as a campus pastor just to speak into a space that may be a little bit hard this morning, a little bit of a sting, but it's good. I want to say, everyone say, no shame, no guilt. No shame, no guilt. Okay, I'm saying it out loud. I'm just going to start with that premise. Because honestly, I love that we are together. And I just want to acknowledge how grateful I am for an online campus. It is amazing that we're not able to be in person. Perhaps you're in a different country, perhaps a different city. You've just had a new baby. Perhaps you're sick, you're away. Your work schedule doesn't allow it. Perhaps even transportation, it's really difficult. Or it's just an off Sunday where you are just simply so exhausted. That is why it is such a gift to have. And I just want to say to those of you watching online, we love you, we appreciate you, you're part of our family, and I just want to acknowledge that. Yes. <laughs> however, however, this is where I want to lean in a little bit right now. If being online, being online has replaced, if being online has replaced your priority in showing up live to a campus in person, I want to challenge you today. And this is what I want to challenge. I want to challenge it because the reason perhaps is because it's really convenient. It's convenient to wake up in your pajamas with your coffee, stay on your couch, and you don't have to leave the house, and especially when it's snowing. I get it. 
Convenience, convenience is what our world loves to lean into. What is convenient and easy. However, I want to say this. God is calling us to be his disciples. And one of them is being together, not forsaking the assembly of being together. It is something he talks about in Scripture. Scripture is very clear that there is a commanded blessing when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. Say dwell. Now the Scripture is clear that tithing our time and comfort to come, to physically come if we can and be part of a church family in person is his ultimate idea. This is God's idea. I want to give a shout out to Thomas Dillon. I don't know how many of you know Thomas Dillon, but he shows up on Sunday mornings early, gets a paratranspo, comes off the paratranspo in his wheelchair. He's here. He serves at the front door. He then waits for the paratranspo to pick him up, and he goes home. If Thomas Dillon is coming in his wheelchair with paratranspo, I want to say that's an inspiration to me. I give a shout out to Thomas Dillon. God is calling us to inconvenience ourselves for a greater purpose, for being a part of what he is doing in and through how he is growing us imperfectly together. Nothing Church, hear my heart about this. Nothing what Jesus did in the plan of salvation was convenient. He showed us the ultimate, purest act of sacrifice, love, and obedience. So, my little note here is no more TV dinners. No more TV dinners. Come to the Father's table. Come to the Father's table with family. Come to the Father's table to serve and to give with family. Why should all the world have all of our time with work, leisure, and sports? And hear my heart here, and the church gets scraps. This is not the way of the gospel, and this is not how God is building his church. And I want to celebrate each and every one that make the effort to come. And I know there are weeks that it's not possible. So that's why I said no shame, no guilt on those weeks that you're home. But when it has been replaced to be online and to watch from comfort and to watch because it's convenient, instead of seeing that this is a priority, we have to check our spirit and check that posture of heart. Because church, this is my little prayer chair. I want you to know we need to steward this very well. It is a privilege to meet corporately live together around this world. Amen. Do you know how much of a privilege that is that right now we can come live into a building and worship together corporately? What a privilege. We need to steward this well. Church, we need to steward this well. And a small warning to families, if you have children and this is not a priority, I tell you right now, we set the example and it will affect our children's children. It will affect our children's children if we don't make being part of a live community a priority. I want to say this. I feel this urgency in my spirit. I shared this with Pastor Jason and Lori, and they're like, go for it. I want to lean in as a campus pastor because God has given us the plan for the long game, not the short, easy one. He's giving us a long game plan for generations, for generations, for generations. What you do matters to the next generation. And what they do matters to their next generation. We are in for the long game plan.
Now, yearly, our 21 days of fasting and prayer in January is an amazing time as a church family as we come together and choose the spiritual discipline to start the new year. It's a time where we as a church commit to following Jesus afresh. And this month of spiritual discipline of fasting and prayer is a gentle reminder that God calls us to do hard things, to be obedient, to submit, to put him first, to sacrifice, and to be inconvenienced. Now, this fasting and prayer also comes at a really good time after Christmas because eating all those chocolates for breakfast is not working out too good. So this is a good time for me too. So I also want to just make a special mention. For this series, we have an amazing booklet on lifecenter.org slash 21 days of prayer called Prayer First. I strongly encourage you to download it. It's beautiful with the structures of praying. It will really, really be a beautiful support to your prayer life. If you're unable to print a copy, we can have some available for you at the welcome desk. Just ask. Amazing. So thank you, church, for hearing my heart. Thank you for letting me lean into those hard spaces. And I have to be obedient to it because I feel like there is an urgency that God is calling us to because this is a time of stewardship. Now, we are now in week two of our fast. And a quick reminder on fasting. Prayer is a spiritual discipline you do. Fasting is one you do by not doing. Now, fasting is giving up something we love for someone we desire to be like even more. Fasting is not twisting God's arm. It's turning our heart towards him. Let me say that again. Fasting is not twisting God's arm. It's turning our hearts toward him. It is fixing our focus on his presence, not our perfection. I'm going to say that too. It's fixing our focus on his presence, not, his, not our perfection. When we feel the twinge of hunger or the longing to eat what we want to eat or do what we really want to do, it is not just about the restraint from partaking, but in those moments, it's an invitation to be present with Jesus. It's an invitation in discomfort for deeper dependence. Now, last week we shared about our first model called the tabernacle prayer, and that was amazing, wasn't it? Pastor Jason walked us through that. And this week, we are going to pray using scriptures. I'm pumped about this. Chris Hodgins says this, The Word of God is one of the most powerful tools we have to build a dynamic daily prayer life. It builds power, truth, and encouragement to our prayer time. Now, the power of praying scriptures is this. The Word of God, the most powerful, breaks our exterior and gets to the inside of us until all other voices are silenced and his word becomes the loudest voice that resounds. Isaiah 55, 11, I love this scripture. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Oh, that makes me want to pray the word of God. God will accomplish his word through his word. There is nothing more powerful. Church, there is nothing more powerful than the word of God. It can meet each and every need of your life if we trust and obey. God's word is his heart revealed to us. It is God's love letter to us as he leads, loves, and protects and watches over us. So before we dive into how 
to pray the scriptures. Let's talk about why prayer structures are really, really helpful. Well, growing up, I was raised in a church with many prayer meetings. And I remember those all-night prayer meetings when they used to happen. And our moms and dads with the gray hair would come and they would pray up a storm. I mean, they were praying at the altar and the words would just eloquently come out of their mouth with such passion and there was such a flow. And as a young child and a young teen, I was like, how do they do that? How do we pray? How do they pray like that where all those words just come out? Are they reading something? No, it was just from their spirit until a youth pastor took me aside at 16 years old and showed me a prayer structure. We called it SOAP at the time, but a prayer structure that I have been using in my life till about five years ago. And it revolutionized my relationship through prayer with God and my prayer life. It was an incredible structure that gave me confidence that I could hear from God and that God wanted to hear from me. So prayer is about talking to God and God talking to you. Yes, you. You specifically. We just need confidence that God hears us and wants to reveal his voice to us. So this month, we're looking at four different ways to structure and support your prayer life. Last week, we learned our first prayer the structure of a tabernacle prayer. And that is in the prayer first book, just so you know, if you do grab that booklet online. So the tabernacle prayer. Today, we're going to dive into our second prayer structure, a beautifully rich and old practice called praying scripture. And remember, prayer is not simply about our experience with God and what we say to him, but it's about building our knowledge of him and hearing him. Now, praying scripture is a tool to build a more focused and grounded prayer life in the Word of God. It's meant to nurture freedom and intimacy and connect you with your Heavenly Father, but not trap you into a pattern. Today, rather than just teaching it, though, you're going to actually do it with me. Because this is not just to be a religious practice. This is meant to be a relational one that you build on. Okay, so are you guys, this is going to be a little bit different you're going to feel it today, and it's okay, but we're going to do it right now. We're not going to wait till you go home and say, this is how you're going to do it. Oh, no, you're going to do it right here. We're doing it as a family. We get to do this, and I'm going to do it with you as well. We're going to experience praying scripture like a workshop. We're going to walk it through step-by-step step, two exercises together. Now, the first exercise will be one common practice that the early church used as they followed Jesus in praying scripture, and it's called Lexio Divina, and it means divine reading. It's a contemplative prayer, and it's simply praying scripture. It's quite different from the tabernacle prayer we learned last week, but it's another helpful prayer structure for you to have access to for support. The second exercise I'll walk you through at the end of that will be one personally five years ago that I felt the Lord lead me into. So you'll be a fly on the wall in my own personal life, and I'm going to teach you what I do with the scripture and how I pray. Okay, you guys ready? Let's do this. And those online, I want you to know I have not forgot about you. Yay! We want you to be right involved. Wherever you are, grab your pen. You should have a handout that you walked in with, you received. Online, it's going to be in your chat as a PDF. If you need a pen, raise your hand. There is pens in front, but you will all need a pen. Everybody's going to need a pen. I love this. This just feels fun. We're all together. I love this so much. 
Okay, so if you need a pen, raise your hand and Usher will come and give one to you. There's some in the front that need. Thank you, Usher, so much. You are all a gift. Okay, so you will hear instrumental music. Okay, I'm going to put on some instrumental music so we can all kind of focus in. It's going to really feel like we're having a workshop right now together because God wants to speak to you today. God wants you to leave here today knowing that you can hear the voice of God. Okay, so you're ready for the structure. Everyone's kind of settled in. The first thing we're going to do is for this structure, the first thing you do is choose a portion of Scripture. Now, if it's your Bible reading plan, then this is what you do with your Bible reading plan. Wherever you're reading the Bible, you can incorporate this prayer structure into what you're reading. So today, we're going to be reading Psalm 51, 1 to 13. I'd like you to take your hand out and you're going to go to this side that says word or phrase. That's the first exercise we're going to do together. So this is Alexio Divina. Okay, we're going to go through the structure. So if you have your Bible, which I strongly encourage you weekly to bring, that's why we put new lights in so you can see during the message, bring your Bible. If you don't, we'll have it on the screen. It's okay. But pull up Psalm 51, verses 1 to 13. This is a scripture we're going to be doing today. This is a portion I have chosen for both exercises. And we have our amazing Christian Horizons here, and I just want to celebrate them too. We love you. We love that you're here. The expression of the body of Christ is beautiful. So if you hear some noises, they're just praising God with us in the moment with us. So... Okay, so before we begin, we're just going to take a moment. So after you've chosen your scripture at home, you're going to open your hands and take a moment of silence. Let's just open our hands on our laps. And this is, before we just dive into doing, we're going to take a moment to posture our hearts in receiving. Relax. Your hands being open is that you're not holding anything. It's a physical, physical place. I encourage you to do this when you do pray is to open your hands and to pray. Father, we want to feel your love. So right now, allow the Lord's love just to wash over you some peace right now. You just quiet your heart. Feel his spirit. Breathe in that the love of God is with you. You are seen. You are known. You are his child. Let go of all distractions right now. Perhaps even coming in what you've carried in. Just let it go, and that's why your hands are open, because they're open before the Lord. I'm now going to read this passage over you. I just want you to listen, and you could follow along in your Bible as well. Let's become familiar with the Scripture. It says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions and wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. But behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. 
Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice and hide your face from my sin and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your way and sinners will return to you. We now are going to take a moment and I'm going to read it again over you. You can close your eyes. If you're at home, you're going to read this scripture with this posture of mar- with this posture of heart. What word is highlighted? You can't choose a wrong word. You could choose any word in this. But what word does the Holy Spirit or something in your spirit just kind of come and draw attention to? What does the Holy Spirit draw attention to that you can't stop thinking about? A word or a phrase? So as I read it over you this next time, as the word or phrase stands out, write it at the top of your paper where it says word or phrase. Here we go. The Holy Spirit's going to highlight a word for you or a phrase. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your way and sinners will return to you. Right now what the Lord highlighted, a word or phrase on the top of your paper. So the third part of this now, this is step three. We've chosen the scripture. We've read it through and allowed the Holy Spirit to highlight a word or a phrase. Step three is now we are going to meditate on that word or phrase. We're going to close our eyes. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit these things. Father, you've drawn this, my attention to this word. What does it mean in my life right now? Let it just kind of come up. It could be an image that God shows you. It could be something that, a feeling that you feel. It could be anything that just comes as you think about that word and meditate on that word. Write down what comes to your spirit, what feelings come, what memory, however it may unfold. Just take a moment to do that. So let's just take about a minute to have a moment to meditate on that word.
What is so beautiful here is that we've all read the same portion of scripture, but God is speaking to each of you personally. It's like a treasure map. X marks the spot. This is your treasure map for today. So too is God's word or phrase for your life individually. Now, we've done this. We've waited on the Lord. We've just allowed him to kind of bring things to remembrance, a memory or a feeling. Now we're going to respond. The word of God is meant to be activated. It's meant that we take the word, but we move in step with what the word is telling us to do. So now I want you to take a moment to say, Father, how am I to respond to this word? Perhaps it's a, cir a circumstance that God will bring up to mind specifically. Perhaps it's general. It's okay. It's whatever the Holy Spirit's doing in your life. Right now, ask God, how do we, I respond to this word? Invite him to make you more like Jesus. Could be a new area of strength to surrender. Could be a new thing he's asking you to do or to follow or simply receive. So let's take a moment and ask him how he wants you to respond and write it down at the bottom of that page. So when you finish that, you then pray. And that's how simple is structure. So I'm going to show you how I did that. Last night as I was preparing for today with this specific scripture, and as I did exactly this process and waited before the Lord, the word that stood out to me was uphold. And as I meditated on that word, the image I had was when I was teaching my children how to swim. It just came to mind and they'd be in their life coat, and I would hold up their life coat with the little strap, and they'd be swimming around with so much joy, but knowing that I was actually protecting them and keeping them because they didn't really know how to swim. And so my prayer in that, and I actually had tears last night. I was just thinking about how precious the tenderness of God is, how he looks after me. I'm like a child in his arms. I'm not as strong as I think, ever. This was my prayer. Father, I thank you. So this is how you can do this. I thank you that you uphold me with your mighty hand. There is no one as strong as you. I thank you, Father, that as an, a mother, I want to protect my children. You protect me, and you hold me tenderly and uphold me when I don't even know it. I want to say thank you for your protection. Thank you for watching over me, even from the lies of the enemy that even when I go through difficult times, I can trust that you will uphold me and give me every ounce of strength I need moment by moment. So Father, today, I choose to remember that my strength is not in me, it's in you. I choose to trust you and I choose to lean on you. Help me to be more dependent on you in Jesus' name, amen. This is as simple as praying scripture, allowing the word of God to go deep into your spirit and be personalized to you. Now we're just take a moment 
And I'm going to allow you to take what you've written on your page and why don't you pray in your own spirit to God. Take a moment and pray your word to him. speak to you something specific, put your hand up if he did. You could be bold enough to do that. I love that. I love that. Now, just as a little thing I want to remember, the structure is not the source. Jesus always is the source. The structure is not, it's meant just to help to assist and to support you, but Jesus is always the source. He is the one. And just as a little note before we move to the second exercise is, if you want to take this word that God gave you, for me it was uphold, whatever word or phrase you want to take it deeper, do a Bible study. Take your concordance out in your Bible and look at where it shows up in Scripture, context of where it shows up, other Scriptures it shows up in, what the meaning of the word is. You can do a beautiful, in-depth study of that word, and that's how you can even dive deeper into studying the word. That's how you can do that every day, every day. So now I'd like to show you a personal exercise I use. I want you to turn your page over. And this one says, God will and I will. Now, as we begin this exercise, it starts with this posture of believing. Do we believe God hears us? Do we believe God hears us? And it's okay if you're not sure. You could say, God, help me to believe that you hear me. God hears us. God loves us. God desires to forgive us. And God wants to free us. We have to come with that posture as we do this next one because you'll see why. I've taken this next scripture, and what I've done is I have two columns, God will and I will. And I do this in every reading plan with every chapter I'm in. Sometimes it's very short and sometimes it's really long. But what I do is as I read the scripture, I say, God, how are you showing me how you're at work and what you're going to do? And what am I needing to do? So for an example, what we just did was Psalm 51. I wanted to show you, so it was a scripture that you could take. This is what I read. This came from my iPad when I wrote it last night. God will have mercy on me. He will show me his steadfast love. God will blot out my transgressions. And God will wash me from my iniquity. God will cleanse me from my sin. He will teach me wisdom. God will make me clean. He will wash me white as snow. He will let me hear joy and gladness, and he will create in me a clean heart. God will renew a right spirit in me, and God will keep me in his presence. God will keep Holy Spirit with me and restore the joy of my salvation, and God will uphold me with a willing spirit. And what's my response? I will ask God for mercy. Ask God to blot out my sin. Ask God to forgive me. Ask God to wash me. Ask God to cleanse me. Confess my transgressions. I will listen for his voice of joy and I will teach others about him. That was as simple as I just jot down as I was reading that and saying, God, this is what you're going to do and this is how I'm going to respond. And you know what happens every single time? God shows me that he does the heavy lifting. Every single time, he does the strength thing. 
He does the carrying. He does the forgiving. He does the washing. He does the purifying. He does the acceptance and positioning me as his daughter. He does all of that. And what do I do? Submit, obey, confess, ask for forgiveness. He does the heavy lifting. So I want to give you a moment. I know I just kind of gave you what I had on my page, but I want you to personalize that scripture to say, God, I know your character. And from reading this scripture, this is what I trust you to do for me. And this is how I'm going to respond. So write that down. The scripture will come up on the sides or with your Bible. What will God will do? Write God will, what he's going to do and what you're going to do. I will. So let's take a moment to do that together. I'll just give another minute. It's okay if you don't have much written down, just what you have. So another minute to go. So now I'd like you to circle with whatever you have on your page on the God will. What stands out with what he said he's going to do for you right now in this moment? And on the I will, circle what's standing out to you right now. So for example, mine was keep Holy Spirit with me as the God will, that he's going to keep me with Holy Spirit. And the I will was, I will listen for his voice of joy. And then I pray those things. So whatever's on your page right now, 
whatever it may be, or if you want to continue to pray, we're just going to take another minute. I want you to pray that scripture because I will pray that myself as well. I showed you exact before how I would pray. It would be the exact same thing. Father, I thank you that you keep Holy Spirit. So why don't we take a moment and just pray what is on our page back to him. So beautiful. Isn't it beautiful to be in the presence of God praying and just hearing his voice? He's specifically speaking to you. And as I prayed this, I said, Father, keep Holy Spirit within me. Thank you that you've done that, made that promise that you will. And so I acknowledge that that's the greatest gift I have is your voice within me. And may I listen for your voice of joy. May I start today knowing that you take delight in me. It's hard for me sometimes to understand that, God, and I want to strive and earn that. Help me to start today with a posture of understanding you take delight in me. And from that place, Father, from the joy you've given me, may I today spread joy. When I see people, may you give me the courage to say a word of encouragement and to bring joy into their lives from the joy I've received from you. Help me to believe that and help me to pour that out. I need you. I love you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking to my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. These are two ways that you can use the scripture. Whatever works for you. One might have stood out more than the other. But I want to encourage you today, church, as I close. God loves you. God sees you. And you are not disqualified from hearing his voice. He wants to speak to you personally. His word is the greatest gift we have. This is his heart. These are his words that we can take and not just read, not just listen to, but activate and grow our faith and pray out loud because the word of God is the most powerful tool we have for prayer. Church, May you feel the love of God today and the peace of God, the blessing of God. May the Lord keep you. May he bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he lift his countenance towards you and give you peace. And I encourage you to not just have done this today, but do it every single day this week. Whatever exercise stands out and watch what God is going to do in your life you are loved and your father loves you. Thank you for this time together. I'm going to encourage um, you all just to stay in that posture. If you want to stay later, you can. You don't have to rush out, but I'd love for Caleb to come and he's going to close off our service today. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.